Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Hey, it's Hancock and Kelly on Overnight America sitting in for Ryan Recker. We've got four more hours with you. You'll want to stick it and keep it tuned right here to KMOX. Feel free to jump in at any time. You'll want to On the stick convers- it. Yeah, you'll want to stick it. That's what I, well, I was thinking about the president, which I'm going to get into in here in a minute. But uh-huh. if you want to stick it to one of us, don't feel, feel free to go ahead and call 314-436-7900, 1-800-925-1120. And listening to the national news there, John Hancock, I'm so exhausted mm-hmm. with Donald Trump. It was yesterday that we got the tweet. Uh, that said that the president's not going to stand in the way of the GSA. Um, And so then the official transition began. Um, We started to see Joe Biden even having his transition office on a .gov online. And then, of course, today, the GSA doesn't dictate who the president's going to be. This coming on the heels of the announcement that now Joe Biden is over 80 million votes, the first American to receive 80 million votes running for president of the United States. I'm just so exhausted with Donald Trump. And the one thing I'm most thankful for in the midst of this pandemic is he's going away. Um, It's just exhausting. How can one day can he be saying the GSA needs to move forward with this and the next day saying the GSA? um, I mean, it's just typical Donald Trump. It's exhausting. This is not about making America great again. This is about Donald Trump. And I have to tell you, John, there are a lot of folks who are going to own being on the wrong side of history when it comes to Donald Trump. And I don't think we're done yet. We've got about two more months left of this, whatever it is going to be with the president. Um, He's likely not to participate in the peaceful transition of power, which is shameful. Um, It really is shameful that he won't participate in it. And he's going to continue to discredit democracy. This isn't healthy. This man has been um, hurtful to America. I realize a lot of people like that he's a disruptor. I think they like some of his policies, but they can't appreciate what he's doing to democracy. And what I would remind people is, is just imagine if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris behaved the same way the president has for the last four years. 
Um, just imagine if they were to push policies uh, from a left point of view the way that Donald Trump has, um, how people would be reacting to it. I'm just, thanks for allowing me to have that little soliloquy, my friend. Are you done? Yeah, go ahead. You want to rebut? <laughs> just a little teeny. Uh, okay. So, So Donald Trump has allowed the um, transition to occur and it is occurring and and joe biden's receiving the uh, security briefings they are talking with the folks on the coronavirus task force and they are making plans to deal with the administration it took longer than it should have yes uh, but it's continuing and you know our system of government works our elections work and uh, we've been through a unusual period of American politics, to be certain. But at the end of the day, uh, our system actually produces a result. We have a winner. Joe Biden's going to be the president. Donald Trump's going to cede the office of the presidency, and he has made the necessary steps to do that right now. And you can, you know, certainly there's a lot of things you can say about the, the Trump era uh, that were unseemly and different and unhistoric. But uh, the great thing, at least for me, is that our Isn't constitution, our, our constitution works, and uh, the the processes that are in place in this country work, and uh, and I don't lose sight of that fact. And you know, Donald Trump was a, a unique figure in American political history. There's no doubt about that. I'm not going to argue that he wasn't. He's a unique figure, but. He's a he's part of our history that dates back to the Revolutionary War and through the Articles of Confederation, through George Washington and John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. And uh, that lineage has led us through Ronald Reagan uh, and George Bush and Bill Clinton and George Bush and Barack Obama and Donald Trump. And the country survives and the country sustains and that, for me, is a positive take on what we're living through right now. Well, let's just remember what Donald Trump's America will be. Um, and that is a pandemic, uh, an economy where nearly 20% of us were out of work, uh, protests and crime happening throughout the country, and discontent like we've never seen before, plus challenging well, the fundamental we, tenets they, of democracy that there was that at. pesky there was that pesky little civil war michael yeah uh, good point hey <laughs> we've got a bunch of callers wanting to hop in on this conversation we're going to step aside check on uh pay a couple of bills and then we'll be right back with you here on KMOX at 314-436-7900 1-800-925-1120 barbara and dan you're up next after this on KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm all worked up. It's John Hancock alongside. <laughs> I've been talking to our. About? I've been talking to our producer Mike Anderson off the air, Michael, and uh, he's got me all worked up. Well, thanks uh, for inviting me to the conversation. Bob. Well, it's uh, not appropriate for you, but uh, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, a trip down memory lane, shall we say. We've been talking a little politics here on The Voice of St. Louis, who are in Overnight America. Michael Kelly, John Hancock in for Ryan Recker. We may have a difference 
a slight difference of opinion about the state of things as they exist right now. And some of you may want to weigh in on that at 436-7900-1800-925-1120. Let's go to the phones. And Barbara is joining us. Barbara, welcome to KMOX. Thank you, sir. Um, I wanted to say that the President uh, Trump, he did good with getting us out of the climate accord because uh, China can pollute till 2030. Correct. And why do we have to be in the climate accord? And also with the trade deficit, he tried to help us with the trade deficit so that we we should produce our own goods instead of being a self-service country. And also he helped us with uh, North Korea. We did not have a war. They were going to bomb. They were going to put a nuclear bomb on California. And he went and talked to him three times, and there was no nuclear bomb put on, on All right. California. Barbara, Michael disagrees, but uh, yeah, I think you make some good points. We're, we'll talk about it after this. Uh, thanks, Barbara. Michael, you were chuckling over there. Oh, come on. There was a nuclear bomb on California, and it was because Donald Trump went over and had love letters with this guy. I mean, people believe some crazy stuff. Well, uh, I mean, they, they really believe some crazy stuff. I mean, so, you know. so let's. I would like to deal honestly with with Barbara's points. Uh, she is correct that the Trump administration treated China much more seriously than than the Obama administration did. Uh, I do believe that China is the biggest threat to our um, supremacy as the world superpower. Uh, now, I'm not as keen on the trade imbalance, perhaps, as Barbara is. I don't know that the trade situation necessarily was our biggest issue with China. It was their stealing our technology. Uh, it was them um, manipulating their currency, which does affect trade. Uh, and But Donald Trump addressed those things, and I, he should be given credit for that. As it relates to North Korea, uh, I, I don't know that the ball moved one way or the other. I don't think Donald Trump's um, uh, meetings with Kim Jong-un resulted in any advances. They certainly didn't give up on their nuclear objectives in North Korea. But um, our uh, the sanctions that we have in place on North Korea have stayed in place under the Trump administration. And that's kind of at a impasse. It's, it's, it really hasn't changed much one way or the other, but I think she had some points that are worthy uh, to extol. And, and I appreciate the call. Yeah, we appreciate it. Barbara's call. We'd love to hear from you at 314-436-7900, We go back to the phone lines and Dan, Dan, you're on KMOX. Hey, good evening. Thanks for taking my call. It's pretty awesome being able to talk to you guys because I, I listen to you on Fridays on KMOX and then I watch you on Channel 2 on Sunday morning. So it's pretty awesome being able are to you talk a, are you a rel- Are you a relative, Dan? Are you related? I'm not a, re- I'm not a relative. I'm an, right. independent, I'm an independent voter. But nice. I'm gonna, uh, let you, I got a comment and two questions for you. Bring the it. The comment, the comment is, is, John, I'm going to let you... Uh, I want to let you know you are one heck of a guy, man. I mean, you're a Republican, everything, but what you stand for uh, for your party and what you do for St. Louis and all your charities and everything, I want to thank you so much for being wow. the type of man that you are because you are an awesome dude, uh, regardless of what you're here. here. Uh, oh, man. Jeez, let me get the Kleenex out. This is, uh, please. Here, here. Wow. Thank you. It's kind yeah. of your brother and, to call in. 
Yeah. Both of you guys are awesome, but I, I just want to thank you because I'm sure you have to be embarrassed a little bit about what some of this stuff is going on that Trump is doing as a Republican <laughs> Party. But, you know, you know, that's I don't know what to think on something like that. But my question is, is that when uh, Trump leaves the office, is he going to cause a lot of problems for Biden in there and saying, hey, look, I wouldn't do this and I wouldn't do that and all this stuff. Uh, see, how can you let this guy be president doing all this stuff? Is he going to do those type of things, uh, number one? And then the other thing is, is you know, he's going to be doing these benefits, trying to get a bunch of money. Is he actually going to uh, put that money towards maybe running again, or is he just going to well, steal it and walk away and pay let, his bills? Yeah. So I think we can answer these, John. But, but before we do that, Dan, what do you think the answers to those questions are? Well, I think he's going to steal the money and uh, pay his bills off, uh, number one. I think he's going to be too old to run again in four years, which I hope he don't because I can't stand a man for nothing. I can't figure out how he's got an orange face all the time, but you know, I, the man could be—he well, you know, could be, he, he could be drink, uh, needing a drink of water out in the middle of the uh, desert somewhere. And I just let, let me tell you, let, let, let me tell you, Dan, you too can have an orange face if you uh, if you really purpose to do it. I mean, it's 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 a doable thing. You can do it. What is that? A spray on tan or something? Well, it's uh. You know, you got the body, you got the little tube thing. Uh, you can do the tube thing. What you don't want to do is the um, is the shower thing, which was what apparently caught up Rudy Giuliani the other day. Um, <laughs> so you don't want to do that. But I mean, you got the tube, you got the spray. There are multiple ways to get to that fine bronze color, and you too, Dan. Can achieve that stat uh, status if you so desire. So, John, yeah, the last then serious. Thing I want to do is look like Trump. And then yeah, I say, right. well, Giuliani better watch himself or he ain't going to have a job. They're going to just bar his butt. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Dan. Hey, John, Thanks, for the Dan. seriousness of his, yeah. his question, what what kind of a role do you see a Donald Trump playing? And I guess let me tag on to that question that we saw Barack Obama, uh, who was heavily criticized by the Republicans from the day he left until right. – um, the Democratic National Convention never once spoke about the office holder um, yeah. of Donald Trump and took incredible body blows and ridiculous assertions from Donald Trump. Do you expect, expect him to extend the same courtesy to his successor? And no. Um, Donald Trump is going to be um, as ever-present as he can possibly manage um, he's going to weigh in on the topics of the day. One of the things that Dan asked about, which is actually interesting and we haven't talked about it, is what Donald Trump is doing uh, to affect the, the Biden presidency right now. And one of the things he's, they've done is the uh, uh, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin has ended the um, business support program that's in the White House. And he's taken about a half a billion dollars off the table uh, that would have gone to businesses to sustain them through this time. And, you know, a lot of people speculate that that is to, to put the Biden uh, presidency in kind of a corner as it relates to businesses dealing with the COVID crisis. Um, uh, I am concerned that, that the, that the present White House is, um, perhaps not looking out for the best interest of the country. 
uh, and they are rather looking out for the worst interest of the incoming administration. That's not a good thing, uh, but I do suspect that's going on. And um, in, that's something President Biden's going to have to deal with when he when he takes office. Yeah, and since uh, we were talking about what it looks like for President Trump when he's no longer the President of the United States, the man's going to have his hands full. He's still got quite a few uh, legal proceedings going on, both criminal and civil, um, many of them taking place inside the state of New York. Uh, obviously, the Justice Department has some of those investigations up there in the, the Manhattan um, district, but... Uh, a lot of what he faces happens in state court in New York, and and John, it doesn't look good for the president. I mean, part of the reason he's going to have to put these events on is potentially to raise money to protect his own hind end because we know his businesses are failing. They always have. Um, and now he finds himself in legal trouble that, quite honestly, he probably uh, egged on for himself. Well, I mean, he, there's a lot of things potentially coming at him, a host of civil suits, to be certain, and potentially criminal suits in New York, as you say. Um, Scotland is looking at, at, at Turnberry and, and, um, and the, the tax preferences that Trump has received there, and they're taking a look at that, and that could be an issue as well. Yeah, so, you know, his business, as every business, is going to face some challenges over the next year or so. Plus, he's got some loans coming due in the next 18 to 24 months. That, uh, About $400 million worth of loans. They're going to have to deal with. So, But all of that aside, I do think Donald Trump is going to wield a very substantial presence in the Republican Party. And he's going to have a say-so in where there are is primary for the Republican challenges. Party? Well, I mean, it is what it is, in a sense. You know, I, I do think the party has some real opportunities to grow. 2022 ought to be a good year for Republicans based on history. Uh, the party in the White House typically loses seats in the midterm election. If that happens in 2022, the Republicans have a real shot to take the House of Representatives and to either regain or grow their majority in the U.S. Senate. And so... You know, I think the short-term look is pretty good. Plus, we're doing redistricting right now in all the all the states of the country, and because the Democrats failed to pick up state houses and state legislatures in 2020, uh, Republicans are going to have a disproportionate influence on how that process goes. So, you know, there there are some res in some respects the, the prospects look pretty bright for the Republican Party. Hey, that's John Hancock. I'm Michael Kelly. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit of sports. Do you miss sports? I miss going to the Blues games. Boy, we missed an entire summer of the St. Louis Cardinals. I've got a couple of sporting events to tell you about. Uh, Me too. John, when we come back, we'll do that after this on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Get ready for the debut of Billikens basketball tomorrow night on KMOX. Yes. It's good! The season starts with the Billikens Classic as they take on SIU Edwardsville. Tip off at 6 on the voice of the Billikens, KMOX. Hey, 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 it's Overnight America on KMOX. It's uh, 1035 in Mid-America. Thanks for joining us. It's Hancock and Kelly. We're sitting in for Ryan Recker. We're going to take you all the way through the rest of the evening here on Overnight America. And uh, I don't know what we've got tomorrow night. I don't know if Ryan comes back tomorrow night or not. Billikens basketball. Billikens ah, basketball. Yeah. First Bob game. Ramsey and uh, Earl, Earl Austin, Austin Jr. Yeah. Right here with on the play-by-play. Our sports guys will have the pregame show and the postgame show. And then obviously, you know, Wednesday night, John, uh, is the night before Thanksgiving is one it of is. the – uh, I've got to tell you, it's one of my favorite nights of the year. Now, of course, this year is going to be quite different, but it's a, it's a far more successful night for bars than uh, even New Year's Eve. And yeah. uh, always uh, look forward to the night before Thanksgiving, and there'll be a giant hole uh, in St. Louis's plans this year is we will not be having Guns and Hoses. Guns and Hoses, the right. annual boxing competition that takes place there at the uh, what do we call it now? The Enterprise Arena? What yeah, is the, the, the hockey city? Enterprise, Enterprise Center. Yeah, Enterprise the Enterprise Center, Center um, where our firemen and policemen uh, wound up duking it out, raising lots of money for fallen men and women on the job. You know, it's one of the few times I've ever seen smoke inside of um, Scott Trade Center that wasn't being pumped out of some machine uh the rules kind of go out <laughs> you've obviously not been to any you've obviously not been to any rock concerts if 
That's the first time well, you've seen yeah, the smoke. Well, they, they, you know, they pump that smoke in a little bit, and I guess there is some smoke with a rock concert. But listen, when the cops and the firemen are in there beating each snot out of each other, nobody seems to be enforcing the smoking ban. And I'm okay with that one night a year, especially for such a great cause uh, as what's going on with the backstoppers. And please continue to support the backstoppers. Don't forget, how about our own Amy Marks course? What did yeah. she run? 46 miles? Yeah, 45 miles, raised $60,000 for backstoppers. Is that right? Yeah. 46 miles. Now, I let's, let's try to put 45. some perspective. 45 miles. So that's, what, halfway to Columbia, Missouri from downtown St. Louis? Not quite. Not quite? Yeah. That's a long doggone way to be yeah, running in one way. day. Yeah. I mean, what that girl's, what, what's she running from, huh? What do you, you think is going on there? How, how did she get so fit where she can run 45 miles? Well, she's a runner. That's what, run, you know, runners run. That's what they do. Yeah. Did, do, do you uh, ever do your, uh, did you ever used to go out on the night before Thanksgiving? Yeah. I mean, that's a big night uh, to get on the town and kind of, you know, have some fun. You, you don't have to wake up super early unless you're cooking. And, uh, yeah, it's a great night. You know, in, in Pennsylvania, they've closed. There's no alcohol sales on uh, tomorrow night in Pennsylvania by rule of their health director. And, uh, you know, they that's going to hurt some businesses. Our businesses are going to be hurt here in, in St. Louis as well. Yeah, and uh, Steve Ailman announced right there on KMOX News in the last hour, John, that uh, the bars in St. Charles are closing at 11 o'clock on the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving because of fear of, of COVID. Now, there is no mask uh, enforcement taking place in St. Charles County, and there is no yeah. mask mandate. But they did come forward with this rule saying they were going to close the bars at 11 o'clock. Yeah, that, they'll be fine. I mean, that's, that's totally fine. Uh, nobody has to be in a bar until 1 in the morning uh, before Thanksgiving. I think St. Charles will be just fine. Well, I'm with you as well, but I just thought, you know, we were pointing out that Pennsylvania is doing away with alcohol. Look, we, we know that this transmission is taking place inside of restaurants, and uh, it's taking place inside of schools. It's taking place inside of homes. Any, any indoor venue is going to continue to transmit this virus. There's no doubt about that. Nursing now, homes? Um, nursing homes. We found ways, uh, you know, in the city of St. Louis, the restaurants still are able to host folks inside of their restaurants, except they're at 25% capacity. Um, so it's far less. They're barely scraping to survive. And in St. Louis County, as you know, intimately, John, we were just visiting with uh, the manager of the Masas there in West County. They are uh, limited to only curbside pickup. And, uh, and when we were talking to the young lady who was the manager there, she really brought together a stark point on what it really means to the employees. Right. Um, yeah. And a lot of these employees are staring down Christmas um, and waiting for Christmas to come. And this has been a terrible year. We had, of course, the two months at the beginning of the year that we were shut down. And now it looks like the remaining two months of the year are going to be shut down. So you're looking at people with almost four months of no income at a time when, uh, you know, it's Christmas, it's Thanksgiving. We're all trying to take care of our loved ones and our friends and families. Yeah, it's a it's a tough, tough spot to be in. And so many people are finding themselves in that spot. And, um, you know, but hope is around the corner. The vaccines are 
getting there and they're going to be available starting probably next month. And hopefully by the spring, uh, we'll be past this thing and uh, we'll be inoculated and back to normal, hopefully. Yeah, and hopefully people get their heads out of there wherever they might have them and and take this vaccine. Uh, I was quizzing my mother earlier tonight at dinner if she remembers uh, taking the polio vaccine. And she said she was a little too young to remember the rush of when the vaccine actually came out, that everybody had to go get it. But she recalled, you know, to go to school, she had to have that vaccine. And a lot of people that she had known were were dealt with that. It just, I, I have a hard time believing that in the past, the acceptance of science and vaccines met the resistance that it seems to be facing today in the era of the internet. Well, yeah, and we'll see. I mean, I think that I think that people once the vaccine is available, I think they'll get it. And I think that um, you know, I uh, apparently you've got to hit something close to seventy percent of the population to to get where you need to be to have a normal life. And I think we'll get there. I really do. Well, I hope that's the case, and uh, we'll be waiting for further guidelines. I mean, that was one of the criticisms that the incoming Biden administration had for the Trump administration, which was, hey, you've got a plan in place here. We need to start to get educated so that we can continue to move on it. Uh, I think Donald Trump wanted to, would like to portray it as a, a case of Joe Biden's going to do so, something completely different in distribution. No, 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 no. This is Donald Trump's pandemic. He owns it. Um, and he put together uh, the strategy for the um, vaccine to be released. And there's no way that Joe Biden could change that here in the last two months. I mean, we've got to utilize the military. And that's really where cooperation needs to take place. And that's why the peaceful transition is so important now more than ever in the midst of this pandemic, because we're all going to be dependent on these these same individuals facilitating government, uh, inoculating us, hopefully, knock on wood, from this virus. Well, it's going to be a challenge, but, you know, at the end of the day, you've got a vaccine, you've got production of the vaccine, and that's got to get disseminated throughout the country. And then you have to prioritize who gets the vaccine in, in what order, and they're going to start with the healthcare workers and the first responders and the probably the grocery store employees and then elderly people that are vulnerable and then everybody else. And I think that's the way this thing will roll out. And if you've got, and and it looks like, you know, now we're going to have three companies that are producing vaccines. I think we're going to have the volume of vaccines that we need. And um, I suspect that anybody who wants to get vaccinated somewhere around mid to late April, early May, uh, anybody that wants to get vaccinated is going to have the opportunity to do that. And then once that occurs, we can all get back to go to Cardinal games and enjoy life and, you know, visit with our families and, and have indoor gatherings again and weddings and funerals and uh, the things that make us a society. I think that's going to happen. I suspect it's going to happen somewhere in the middle of, of spring, and I, I certainly hope that's the case. I'm Michael Kelly, and that's Hancock, John Hancock. When we come back, we'll talk about 007 himself after this on KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. 
michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. And welcome back to Overnight America. And John, I don't know about you, but I am a huge James Bond fan. And it yeah. was this summer that uh, the final, the most recent uh, James Bond movie, uh, No Time to Die, was supposed to come out. Uh, of course, the pandemic and no movie theaters caused that to be pushed back. There was some rumors that it might come out around Thanksgiving, and now it's all up in the air. There's questions about whether or not to put it on um, Netflix or some other digital streaming platform. Now, I, I actually think James Bond is one of those movies that they might be able to sell digitally um, to folks like me at a little bit of a premium cost because Ooh. that is a movie that I would have gone to the theaters to go see. Um, and the reason why is several fold. I, I, I've seen all the James Bond movies. I have great respect for all the James Bond actors. Yeah. Um, but I'm here to tell you that the best James Bond is the current one, Daniel Craig. And his best movie oh, is Casino Royale. Oh, if you haven't seen it, oh, it is geez. a spectacular James Bond movie. Now, I'm going to list off all of the James Bond actors. And I want you to make the case as to who you, why you select, who you're going to select. All right. So easy, the most easy. recent one is, hold on, let me finish. Daniel Craig. Of yeah. course, we had Pierce Bronson. Yeah. Brosnan. Brosnan. Uh, yeah. Timothy Dalton. Roger Moore. Yeah. Yeah. George Lazen- Lazenby. I don't even know who Lazenby. That is. George Lazenby. Yeah. He did one. Cup of, he did, had a cup of coffee. He did one. David ne- Nieven. Nate Nieven. Uh, David he did Nieven. One. Yeah. And then, of course, Sean Connery, who the best. Uh, had a couple of... Uh, the oh, best really? James Bond ever. Sean Connery ever. guy? Ever. Ever. Tell I mean, me why, Case closed. <laughs> case closed. He was the best James Bond ever. All those other people pale in comparison to Sean Connery. And this guy you're talking about, the, the new guy, what's his name? Daniel Craig? He's awesome. Yeah. He's good yeah, looking. No. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah. The guy, when he gets beat up in a movie, he stays beat up. Yeah. Like he doesn't just immediately show up in the next scene with his tux all fixed and yeah. you know ready to go. Uh, but he, if he gets a cut on his face, he gets a cut on his face. Yeah, yeah. Sean Connery gets in that little car thing, goes underwater. He drives the thing. He gets out. He kicks butt as soon as he gets out. Um, you know, he's constantly kicking butt. He's constantly um, deploying <laughs> his his technology. He is. And then and then he looks at the camera and he says, shaken, not stood. I mean, the guy there, there is no comparison. Sean Connery is the greatest James Bond in the history of James Bonds. Hands down. Uh- you're wrong about this. Uh, Daniel I'm Craig right about this. is the greatest Daniel uh, Craig. James Bond. Of Johnny James Come Bonds. Hey, look, I watched all the movies. Uh, I, uh, I, I love uh, James Bond, although I don't think I ever saw one with David Nieven. David Niven. 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 I don't even know who that is. How can you judge James Bond when you don't even know who because David I Niven is? Because I saw Sean Connery, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, and Daniel Craig. I got a Pierce Brosnan story for you. Uh, yes. Um, I may have to sit. No, I can get it in. I was out in Kauai, yeah. an island yeah. out in the Hawaiian Islands. I was at a little local uh, Ace hardware store on that island on the north side of the island. 
And I'm buying dimmer switches for uh, the place that I'm staying at. Dimmer switches for the lights. They were too bright at nighttime. Yeah. Yeah. It was a small little hut. So all of a sudden, this British guy behind me looks at me and he says, "Uh, do you happen to know where the uh, hedge clippers are? And he did it in a British uh, accent. And I looked down Uh and I said, I have no clue. Um, but I'll help you look. So he and I go looking for the, the hedge clippers. Well, he, now, he let me ask you, for, uh, yeah. hold on. Did mm-hmm. you recognize him as James Bond? No, I recognize no, him as exactly. Pierce Brosnan. E- exactly. Pierce Brosnan. Exactly. Yeah. So go when ahead. I, go when ahead. I had the conversation with him, he and I walk into the garden section and sure enough, we find what he's looking for. And what he's looking for is like a branch cutter, you know, something that's yeah. got a little substance. So we, we wind up checking out together. And would you not believe this, but he was staying at a place just down the street from me. And uh, so I said to him, I said, uh, Mr. Brosnan, what, what are you getting the hedge clippers for? Don't I can't believe you're coming to the island to cut your own trees. He goes, Lifestyles he of says, the rich and famous. A, I put a master bolt on my, our master lock on one of my gates and I lost of the course. key. I'm going to cut the bastard off. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I thought it was so there you have it. Be. So Pierce Brosnan, who was not the best James Bond, but you had a run-in with him and uh, helped him helped him pick his lock on his little yeah. palatial and estate did, next to your palatial but, estate on Kauai. But Daniel Craig is the best James Bond. There's no wow. doubt. Wow, wow. I guess you know is is pot legal in Florida? I don't, I'm not sure. No, because right? you're uh, you're smoking weed, buddy. Uh, well, it, no, it I'm is. Not. I'm just telling Sean, you the truth. Sean Connery, the best James Bond four. Four, of three, all six, time. Seven, nine, it's not even close. One eight hundred nine. It's not even close. Twenty. Who is the best James Bond and why? Tell us your favorite John's James Bond movie and make the case for why your James Bond is the best. And again, I'll tell you, Daniel Craig is one. He was. He's the best looking of all of them. Number two, he looked the best in a suit. Number three. Uh, when the guy got into a fight, he really took a blow. He got beat up, and he stayed beat up in a movie. If he had a cut on his face, he always had a cut on his face. It didn't go away. And I'm telling you, that's opening scene in Casino Royale when he chases the guy up the uh, up the crane, and uh, it, it, there's nothing like it. I think Sean Connery couldn't handle uh, Daniel Craig uh, if they talking about to encounter each talking other. about being talking about being beat up. Yeah, uh, I was awakened at, at three twenty-seven last night, uh, this morning, mm-hmm. um, in the midst of a dream, and um, I was in the dream. You were in the dream, and um, it was not pleasant. It was a nightmare, actually. I had a nightmare, ladies and gentlemen, starring Michael Kelly. I may have to tell you about that nightmare when we come back. It's Overnight America on the Voice of St. Louis. News Radio 1120, KMOX. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.